Well, thank you for having me. Did you hear that speech the same way I did, that everybody who disagrees with me is a racist? How, how does that go down? You know, it's unbelievable that Joe Biden from the state of Delaware and that Kamala Harris from the state of California came down to Georgia and were, were critical of our voting rights here in Georgia. When our voting rights in Georgia are much less restrictive than they are in Delaware and in California, as well as in New York State and other liberal hotbeds. I mean, this is, you know, what they ought to be doing is coming down here to the state of Georgia and using our voting process, our voting rights, as a template for the rest of the country to show how you can make voting easier and cheating harder. It's ridiculous. But, you know, I wonder, Congressman Carter, and and with respect, I wonder if you aren't, and and I've been guilty of the same thing. We're kind of walking into a trap here. What you just did, and you could do it at length, I've heard you. You can rattle off the particulars. Governor Brian Kemp has. uh, Here's where our law is different than Delaware's. Here's where our law is more expansive than California's. Here's where our voting rights legislation is more liberal, if you will, than New York. Uh, And you go into specifics. I think the Stacey Abrams of the world are happy to have us doing that. I don't think they're interested in debating facts. You make a good point, and perhaps they're not interested in doing that. What they're interested in doing is playing the victim and and acting as if they are the victim here, when in reality what we realize is that they're not, is that the voting rights in the state of Georgia are, are, are some of the best in the country. I mean, we have some, we have more... Uh, early voting days than almost all the other states in the union. And not only that, but uh, the rest of our voting rights are in favor and, and encourage people to vote. And, and, and But we want to make sure that every vote, every correct vote, every valid vote, every legitimate vote is counted and that no illegitimate votes are counted. That's what we, we, we need to build confidence again in the voting process because people in the state of Georgia have lost confidence in it as a result of what happened in 2020. Now, look, I've never said that there was that, that the results are wrong. I, I don't know that. But what I do know is that people did not have faith in the voting process because of the changes that were made by the secretary of state, a member of the executive branch. When our Constitution clearly states that the legislative branch has the exclusive responsibility of setting the voting rights and the voting process in each state. Which specific changes are we talking about here? Which which one specifically, Raffensperger, which changes concerned you? What concerned me was when he sent out absentee applications to every voter in the state. And I have to tell you, our office was inundated with people who were calling saying, I just got four absentee ballots, not application, but ballots, for someone who lived here 15 years ago. And we we had numerous calls along those lines with people who were saying, hey, I've lived here for 20 years, and yet I just got some absentee ballots for people who lived here 20 years ago. Now, that that doesn't exactly build up your confidence in the in the absentee voting process. Uh, Savannah Congressman Buddy Carter with us here. Have we reached a place, I worry, frankly, that we have. Have we reached a place where maybe it's not too late, where, where maybe we, we're at this horrible place where just nobody on the losing side of any election is going to accept the results? We, we saw this initially, Florida 2000 comes to mind. And, of course, most recently, 2016, Hillary Clinton yapping about Russian collusion, Stacey Abrams 2018, voters 
voter suppression. And and now 2020, some of the Trump folks, uh, the election was stolen in Georgia and elsewhere. Are we at a place? So have we gone too far? Are we at a place where the loser won't accept the results? Well, that's a good point, and I think a valid point. You certainly uh, quote some some and cite some some good examples. Um, keep in mind, Stacey Abrams was the first one to claim uh, before Brian Kemp did, or before Donald Trump did, I should say. But Stacey Abrams was the first one to claim that she was cheated out of an election in the last gubernatorial race. So to say that this is something new is erroneous. But to your point, is it ever going to be where okay? This is the valid result, and we all accept it. You know, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that right now. Well, let's get back down to earth here. Uh, The Senate, uh, in the effort to to get this federal legislation moved down the field a bit, uh, the filibuster requirement looks as though, and you're there, you tell me uh, from your vantage point in the House, but it certainly looks as though Manchin and Sinema are going to hold firm and the filibuster will hold firm. Uh, Any to use the word here, any danger of the Democrats succeeding in in federalizing the state and local elections? Well, there's always a danger. You never know what's going to happen in Washington, D.C. My hope and my prayer, if you will, is that Manchin and Sinema will hold strong. And I think they will. I've served with Kirsten Sinema in the House, and I know her to be a a person of her word, and I think she's a strong person, and she will hold. I don't know Joe Manchin that well, but from what I've seen thus far, he has held his ground well. What we're being told is it is not only those two, that there are three, maybe even four more Democratic senators who really don't want to have anything to do with changing the filibuster rule. We need them to step up as well and take some of the pressure off of Manchin and Cinema. although I think they're enjoying the limelight, to be quite <laughs> honest with you, and that's fine. But we do need those other Democratic senators to step up and, and also make their voices heard. Uh, Congressman Buddy Carter with the Savannah Republican. Quickly, we'll move on to some other things here. But but I use the phrase, and others have, uh, that federalized state and local elections. Uh, from your perspective, tell us what's wrong with that. Why is that in and of itself a problem? Well, first of all, it's a cookie-cutter method. And, and when you do that, of course, what's good for the state of Georgia may not be good for the state of, uh, of Illinois or, or for the state of Colorado. And, and again, citing our Constitution, our U.S. Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, it gives the, the power to choose electors exclusively to the state legislatures. And, you know, that's one of the biggest problems that we have in our country right now is the separation of powers. We have conceded too much in the legislative branch to the executive branch to the judicial branch. If you look at what happened in the last election, you see that – The changes that were made in Arizona and Pennsylvania were made by the judicial branch, the changes that were made in the election process. The changes, as I cited earlier, that were made in the state of Georgia were made by the executive branch. When our Constitution clearly states that it should be the the state legislature, the legislative branch, that that exclusively has the power to make changes in, in the rules and regulations to the voting process. We have conceded too much in the legislative branch to the executive branch, to the judicial branch, particularly in Washington, D.C. And if we start federalizing elections, I hate to think what this is going to end up being. This is nothing more than a power grab here, an elections power grab by the Democrats to try to maintain control and to try to control the elections and try to control the people. 
Congressman Buddy Carter with us. Uh, hearing some rumblings that Bill Back Better might not be dead after all, that, that, that at least uh, that maybe in the Senate, maybe in the House, the effort to do piecemeal what they couldn't do all at once. Where, where if anywhere, does this stand? I don't think it. I think it's dead. I think it's dead in the water right now. I don't think that it's going to be able to come back. I certainly hope that it doesn't come back. It's and look, we've all. I shouldn't say we. There has already been a bipartisan infrastructure plan passed, and it was 1.2 trillion dollars. Let that sink in for a minute. 1.2 trillion dollars. That is a lot of money. Now I didn't vote for it because only about 56 percent of it went to what I think we would consider to be. True infrastructure, that is roads, bridges, airports, seaports, uh, locks, dams, um, uh, uh, that type of thing. And, and, and water infrastructure, wastewater, okay, I can take that. Broadband, yeah, okay, that too. But 44% of it was total waste. It went into the Green New Deal initiatives that shouldn't have been there. What we need to do is to let this work first. Let's see how this works. And then if we need to go back and we need to do more for infrastructure, then we will. Now, look, we all need infrastructure, whether we're Republican, Democrat, or independent. We get that. We need it. But we need what we consider to be true infrastructure, not this social infrastructure that they're talking about. When we talk about infrastructure, we're talking about roads, bridges, airports, seaports, that type of thing. Right. Uh, quickly and in closing, Congressman Buddy Carter, uh, have you picked a side? Will you pick a side? Uh, Governor Brian Kemp, former Senator David Perdue, you have any interest in that one? I, I have picked a side. I will be supporting the Republican nominee. That is <laughs> who I will be supporting, I will tell you. And we have to get a Republican we have to get a Republican elected to the governor's mansion. I have served with Stacey Abrams. I served with her in the House. She is not the same person she was when I served with her in the House. We do not need her in the governor's mansion. She represents the values of the state of Georgia about like the man on the moon. All right, Congressman Buddy Carter, again, didn't give us a name there. Said he'll support the Republican nominee, whoever that ends up being. Uh, we thank you for your time this morning. Best of luck moving forward. Thank you, sir.